LaMarcus Aldridge will look better as a Brooklyn Net. Hi, my name is Colin Reed for Project Spurs, and today I want to dive into why the LaMarcus Aldridge buyout was a good move for both the Spurs and Aldridge. So a point that Zach Lowe brought up on a recent Low Post podcast was that Aldridge will look good in Brooklyn, probably as evidenced by the fact he will have a smaller role. He will be asked to do less things, and he will probably have a smaller role on defense as well. So he's going to naturally look better in their offense probably than in San Antonio, where he had more of a offensive load. So basically, one of the biggest things that Aldridge is going to be asked to do in Brooklyn is to probably shoot wide open three-pointers created by their three main stars of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant when he comes back. And Aldridge has been a good shooter over the past couple years. When that's all that he's asked to do, he's going to look better on offense. You know, all of a sudden he's going to become this analytics darling. It's going to be, oh, Aldridge has finally found his three-point shot. That's all he's shooting now. All he does is pick and pop from three. He's hitting these wide open threes. He's hitting them at this high 30% or in the 40s range. You know, this is this is coming. And so this is something I want to get out in front of because I can already see that in a few weeks, Aldridge is going to play a couple games with the Nets. He's going to look awesome in that very limited role. And all of a sudden it's going to be, wow, were the Spurs wrong to let him go? When in reality, this was a move that was good for both sides. Aldridge clearly wanted a large role on offense on the Spurs. And that just wasn't something that was working for the Spurs anymore unless he was willing to come off the bench. Especially because he also wanted the ball in the post quite a bit. And I'm guessing that he's not going to have the authority to kind of get that in Brooklyn's offensive system. I would be surprised if he took many post-ups, especially with uh, two or three of their big stars on the court with him. And when you have a player who needs the ball in his hands like Aldridge does, and you have a player who also needs the ball in his hands like DeRozan does, one of those players can work, especially for the Spurs who have these young guys who are really developing, who can hit threes, they can also cut, they can really slash to the basket hard. One of these guys who needs the ball in their hands to create offensive value works. When you have two of them on the court, now all of a sudden there's both this level of them getting in the way of each other's skills, but also them diminishing the skills of the people around them. And DeRozan makes sense as, as the guy who would really enhance that group even better because he's really become a better playmaker over the last couple years, especially his last couple years in Toronto and his time with the Spurs. Not only that, but Jakob Pearl has really started to develop this year, especially on the offensive end. So I spent the first half of the first Spurs-Kings game this week, the week of the 29th of March, just watching the Spurs centers, like on both ends of the court. And it's clear to me that Pirtle is a better offensive fit for this group than Aldridge would be. If Aldridge would buy into that smaller role, that might change things. But I think that at this point of his career, Aldridge is really looking for a championship. And that is not this Spurs team's likely outcome, or I don't even think it's their ceiling. Even if everything broke right, for them to win a championship with this group would be incredibly unlikely. They need one or two or maybe even three more pieces. And so Aldridge is really looking for a championship. I think he's willing to buy into a smaller role on a team that can win a championship, which would be the Brooklyn Nets. But on the Spurs, where there's no chance of him winning a championship, it's probably harder for him to accept a smaller role, especially behind players like Jakob Pertl, who are making $9 million a year and really haven't 
had nearly as much success in the league as Aldridge has. And that might sound like a weird thing, but those optics really do matter, especially if Aldridge is going to get another big contract after this year and big contract you know that's kind of relative speaking he probably won't get anywhere near a max again but if he wants to have a bigger contract in this offseason being delegated to a bench role behind a Jakob Pertl type player does not help his value being the starting center on the championship Brooklyn Nets even if he has a small role that does help his value. And then he would have a ring. He could really go anywhere. He could make however much money he wants, and he would be a championship winning player. So this move makes a lot of sense for Aldridge. And again, in a couple weeks, when he starts looking really good and Spurs fans wonder why the Spurs let him go, it'll be important to remember that this move also is a good move for the San Antonio Spurs, who, once again, Pirtle fits better for. Pirtle is doing everything on both ends of the court, at all times. And by everything, I don't mean shooting, but if you just watch him and him alone on offense, you notice that he's actually doing a lot more than you would expect given his limitations on offense. He's setting screens for players off ball. He's setting ball screens almost every possession. He's getting the ball at the top of the key. He's kind of the trailer and he'll kind of keep the ball moving. So a the ball handler will come down on generally that's going to be the right side of the court. Pearl will be the trailer and he'll pass the ball onto the left side of the court. Um, I believe that that's a play called delay, and it was used a lot by the Spurs, especially uh, when they had like splitter and that type of player, and it was used a lot by the Warriors as well. He sets screens for players, both on and off the ball, like I said. He's always looking for a screen to set. One possession in particular, I saw DeRozan kind of waved off his screen. He ran to the hoop, kind of looped back around, and set a screen on the other side of the player that was defending DeRozan. They had no idea that Pirtle was there, and that gave DeRozan open uh, lane to the rim. So Spurs fans rightly look at Pirtle as this like very strong defensive player, but he's actually providing a lot of value on offense. And then some nights, like against the Chicago Bulls, he'll score 20 points. And even though that's not his normal MO, he's even providing a lot of value on the nights where he scores like five points because he's setting these great screens for the ball handlers to really make these rim attacks or to get open for three or maybe he's setting a good screen for an off-ball player to get open from three he really is doing a lot on both sides of the court and for what this young team needs it's better for them to have a big man who doesn't need the ball in their hands a lot which isn't a good or bad thing it can sound i think like maybe kind of an insult to say oh aldridge is a player who needed the ball in his hands a lot to provide value for the spurs and that's not a good or bad thing. It just is the type of player that he was with the Spurs. And Pirtle doesn't need the ball in his hands. So when you have players like Derek White or DeJounte Murray or DeMar DeRozan or Keldon Johnson or Lonnie Walker, all players who can shoot spot-up threes or also drive to the basket, it really does make a lot of sense to have a big man who doesn't need the ball in their hands a lot but is also going to be setting good picks. So really, in a couple weeks... When the discourse changes to why did the Spurs let Aldridge go for nothing, he's doing well with the Nets, it will be important to remember that this move really was beneficial for both sides. This has been Colin Reed with another audio piece. Thank you and have a great day.